0: This Wednesday night. Now listen, this is, uh, I'm sure everybody, if you're watching us, I'm sure you're aware of this election thing. And uh, we want to talk about that uh, just uh, briefly. You know, this is the first uh, time, really, that we've gone this long since the election night and not really had a a call on who won the presidential election. So we want to make sure that uh, we know that there's all kinds of forces at work here. And um, so we want to just continue to pray about the election and, uh, you know, lift up the candidate or candidates, because uh, there's other uh, races being called, and some of them will be contested and we just need to pray that the right people get in office amen and that righteous things are are being upheld and done in uh, in Jesus name amen and uh you know you that have already I guess everybody's had to in some way cast their ballots so no need in talking about that it's that's a done deal but we'll just pray that every vote uh, it gets counted properly and that if there is uh, any kind of uh, nefarious activity or fraud that that will the light of the the word and the light of the gospel will just shine on that you know it's just hard to do a lot of bad things out in the open in the in the light amen and we we know we're talking about spiritual light and we say that things that are hidden will be revealed the things that are done in the darkness will come to light. Yes. And that truth and righteousness will prevail. Yes. Amen. Yes. Well, let's receive our Sunday Sunday. I don't even know what day it is. Wednesday night. Uh, tithes and offerings. Yay. Amen. Yay. And we love this church and this ministry. We love to give. And be a part of the solution and part of the support and the help of this ministry. And uh, I tell you, God's got great things ahead for us. Just wonderful things are happening and and um uh, uh, uh in the in the works, amen. And uh so we just uh thank God for the opportunity to sow into gospel harvest work. You know, the Bible says, let each man make up his own mind as to how he wants to give. And uh you just follow your heart. I tell you, I've never gone wrong following my heart. I, it's like Pastor Scarlett talks about. There's times that we've been, you know, told to, instructed to, um, you know, give, certain amounts of money or whatever, and you just choke on it. You ever choked on it? You know, you'd you you you'd plan to put in certain thing, you know, and the Lord says, I want you to double that, or I want you to triple it, or I want you to times ten it. And you go, no, that's all I have. And the Lord says, that's all I'm asking for. <laughs> it's what you have. Did, he doesn't ask for what we don't have, does he? <laughs> so... uh or write a hot check or something call it faith check that's not right either but uh you just get you you know the bible says that we have, uh we are um uh, he is unwilling to do without uh the cheerful 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 prompt to do it hilarious with abandon uh, a giver. Amen? Yeah. In giving. Alright. So, uh, Romans 13. Let's just, uh, uh, we're going, we're going to read that in just a minute. We'll, we'll receive the offering. Amen. Sorry, I get, I get distracted pretty easy for some reason. Um, let's pray over the offering and receive that and then we'll get into the word. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege and opportunity to sow seed in the gospel, harvest work. We thank you for the work of this ministry. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. All right, receive that. And if you're giving online, you can see there's the different ways that you can join in and give on that. Uh, you can text to give. You can give through PayPal. You can give through the, any of the websites Um uh, for the church, it's graceharvest.net. And for Horton Ministries, it's hortonministries.com. So it's very easy, amen, to give. All right, praise the Lord. And um, we see the announcements. So this is why they don't let me do very much, because I botch it pretty bad. But um, the announcements are um, that... Remember, we have, if, if you're watching online especially, if you haven't registered for our convention, it's coming up very quickly, uh, November 19, 20, and 21 in Panama City Beach, Florida. And uh, that, that you can, uh, again, log on to HortonMinistries.com. There's a place to register there. The registration is free. Uh, unless you're going to also attend the luncheon, though there is a charge for the luncheon, and you can you can register and pay for that online. Uh, the, if you want to stay at the Majestic, uh, others uh, we were just talking to the front desk people this week. Uh, there are still rooms available, and they're at a very reasonable rate compared to what they usually are. Uh, so if you want to stay at the beach and we, we found there are some people that are coming in early, aren't they, to kind of make it a little extended vacation time. And uh, I don't know about swimming in the Gulf up north there this time of year, unless you're Canadian. They tend to do it. Um, <laughs> um, the first time I was ever in Panama City Beach, uh, other than just being a kid, uh, was there to preach in a, a church that uh, Scarlett's parents were actually Kind of the founders, in a way, of that church, and and her father and mother were running a motel on the beach. And uh, I'm—I actually, this is the only interaction I had ever had with Scarlett's father. And I, I said to him, "Who?" And it was cold. It was, win, you know, like winter. And there's people in the, you know, in the in the beach in the water. And I said, "Who are those people in the water?" I knew it wasn't Floridians. He said, those are Canadians, they're crazy, they'll swim and, in, in, you know, they think it's warm because it's not ice, you know. So that's one thing I learned from your dad is about the Canadians who will swim in the Gulf. Have you ever seen them around here? They'll do it too, you know, they'll come down and it'll be January and they're out there in the water, like they're the only crazy people out there. Uh But maybe they're just tougher than the rest of us, I don't know. Anyway, I'm in the weeds again. Come to the convention. See, Pastor Dan, that's why they don't let me do this. And they shouldn't do this. It's a mistake. (laughs) Hey, we might as well have a good time, right? Beats being depressed. Have to take pills and knock yourself out. All right. Glory to God. Well, you know, Jesus, you know, whatever happens on all this, Jesus is Lord. And he is more than enough. And I'm telling you, the word prevails. The Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And uh, we're sticking with that. That's our story. That's our that's our story. We're sticking with it. Amen. And it works. Hallelujah. Um I think we have more announcements, and that is that is it this Sunday? Yeah. This Sunday wanna invite you all out. Uh we are having a Thanksgiving dinner spread this Sunday. Uh after right after the morning service. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah, okay. I want to announce something that's not real like a figment of my imagination. <laughs> um, so that's going to be a nice time of food and fellowship, praise God. And uh, so you come on out for that, amen. Romans 13, 1. Now, I think that uh, in teaching on this, as I'm calling it obedience. Um, thank God for some of the new it's not new to god or even new to the church but a refreshing emphasis I, I the holy spirit puts emphasis on certain things that the church needs uh for example we talk about the faith movement some people called it the new faith movement or that it was new well there wasn't anything new about it i mean mark 11:23 is a couple of thousand <laughs> years old uh wasn't anything new about that Or even knew about the revelation. But it was, it was a time of a new emphasis on faith. And another look at authority through our words. Amen. Confession brings possession. The integrity of God's Word. Not only that, the nature and character of God, which had been assassinated by Calvinism, basically, that, you know, you never know what God's going to do to you. One minute he blesses you, and the next he slaps you down. And thank God for Brother Hagan and the faith movement that taught us that there that, that was not good doctrine. And we got better doctrine. Hallelujah. And that we know that if something bad is happening, it's not God doing it. God's not in the middle of it doing it. Uh, there is a devil, and he is loose on the earth, and he is um, doing... uh He's doing things that uh the Bible says that Jesus said in John 10, 10 The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that, that I'll do things to you too, but you don't know what or why. No, it says I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. The abundant life in Christ. So thank God, you know, again, those were not new revelations. It wasn't like the first time on the earth that it had ever been revealed. Some people acted as though that was so, but that's not true. But it was a new and a fresh emphasis. And so in the light of that, we have had a new and fresh emphasis lately, uh, in the last uh, almost 10 years now, on grace and righteousness. Well, like any other subject, things can be taken to the extreme. Now, we had, you know, the faith people don't want to admit this, but we had extremes in faith teaching. Uh, uh, and I, I could name names, but I won't. Paul did, but we're not supposed to. Paul could name names and not be accused of not walking in love, but if we do it, we're called all kinds of names. But Paul actually named people that were problematic and warned folks to stay away. But back in the earlier days of the, uh, of the faith movement, we had some teachers that were teaching that actually what they were teaching was a doctrine of devils because, uh, you know, it was Satan that told Jesus, if thou be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. If thou be, you know, the son of God, or the messiah, basically, cast yourself off from this pinnacle of the temple, and uh, the angels will bear you up and, unless you dash your foot against a stone. And so if you be this, then you'll do that. Well, that was the, some of the faith teaching. If you're in faith, you won't carry automobile insurance. If you're in faith, you won't use a doctor for any reason. If you're in faith, you won't use even a midwife to help deliver a baby or whatever, if you're really in faith and uh, uh, there was one ministry in particular that ended up with all kinds of legal problems and lawsuits and everything else all in the name of faith and a few denominational people found out about that and then you know here they accuse anybody teaching faith that this is an extreme teaching and it's in the ditch and it's not in the Bible well. There's always, you can always go to extremes. Amen? Did you know you can go to extremes on grace and righteousness and use the teaching of the freedom in Christ as an occasion to the flesh and as as an excuse to live a lascivious, sinful lifestyle? Well, that's not Bible. That's not Christian. That's not the Spirit of God. And... I call Paul Dr. Grace and Dr. Righteousness because he's the one who really revealed all these great teachings like Ephesians two eight. You know, you're saved by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. He put an end to that merit system concept of salvation. But yet, not using grace, he constantly reminded us not to use grace as an occasion to the flesh, not to use grace as an excuse to live like the devil. Can I just be blunt? And so it really irritates me when somebody uh, would teach something like that because it puts a damper then on somebody receiving the real message of the freedom in Christ, amen? Well, in this day and time in which we live, where there's so much civil unrest and there's so many problems, um, you know, a lot of people just feel like that they don't have to obey anything. And yet the Bible is is a book of honor. It is a book of respect. It is a book of obedience. So I think I want to read this. Uh, tonight, uh, in the Amplified, because I think it really makes some, there's some words in here in the Amplified that really makes it, uh, really makes it, uh, work well. Uh, let every person be loyally subject to the governing civil authorities. For there is no authority except from God by His permission, His sanction, And those that exist do so by God's appointment. Let's keep reading. We're going to read the the whole chapter. Therefore, he who resists and sets himself up against the authorities resists what God has appointed. Look at that. Uh, And arranged in divine order. And those who resist will bring down judgment upon themselves, receiving the penalty due them. For he is God's servant for your good, but if you do know if but if you do wrong, you should dread him and be afraid, for he does not bear and wear the sword for nothing. So this concept of you know that there shouldn't there shouldn't be any police or police force or anything like that uh is absolutely just ridiculous, amen. In light of um, In light of the, uh, what the word says here. Now somebody might say, well, what about these, what about these police officers that are, that are, you know, doing the wrong thing, you know, picking out somebody seems like and beating them up or whatever. Now how many has lived long enough to know that there's always been rogue cops? Huh? In any society, there's always been rogue cops. Listen, I was in Brazil one time and our group, we got, we got pulled over and uh, held at gunpoint by a whole group of rogue cops. They had, they had gotten, they had banded themselves together and gotten uh, up and what they were doing was pulling people over illegally and then searching them illegally. And then while they're searching, they put a bag of cocaine in your suitcase and then holler out, I found a bag of cocaine that they planted. And then they can take you to jail and make it stick and they hold you hostage for uh, ransom money. Like minimum of like $20,000. And sometimes more. If they thought you had more or you were connected enough to have more. So my point is that, yes... Somebody said, well, what about these bad cops? Well, what about them? You know, I don't mean to be like ridiculous here, but there's always been. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Huh? There's always been. I know, I'm just hot. The preacher's on fire tonight. I don't know why. Hallelujah. Anyway, um, nonetheless, even though they're. See, it's kind of like the scripture about husbands and wives. You know, husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church. Now, has anybody ever been involved in marriage counseling? I really, I really, I really hate marriage counseling. Because sometimes you end up just the referee, you know. You end up just the ref in the thing. And... uh and so one, you know, well, you always, and you never, and it's just like, I just leave. You know, y'all just duke it out. Hallelujah. Please don't get blood on the wall. But, um so I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not really anointed. I'll send you to a counseling center or someplace because I'm just, uh, yeah, can't, you know, you can pay Scarlett to do it. Because I, I'm just, I don't know, you know what to say. I just sit there and look at them in wonder and amazement. I told one couple that I counseled one time in a church I pastored, they were at each other's throats so bad. They'd been married like 40 years and hated, hated each other. Thank you. Praise God. And just, just, you know, just for whatever reason, could not get along. And, um, so this, um, couple, I finally told them, I said, you know what? I think y'all should just, split up or something. I mean, I know you're not supposed to say that, but I said, there's no hope. There's no hope for you. You're a lost cause. You hate each other. And I think I hate both of you by now. You know, I just, I had lost all respect for them by the end of that. I didn't even want them in the church. I said, this is horrible. So, you know, it was just like, I give up. I'm not, I'm a horrible marriage counselor. But... um you you can just see that uh uh you know folks uh, you know they just get into it and and have all kinds of problems but um so the guy will say well i said well the word says that you're supposed to love her as Christ loves the church so here's the argument you'll get well yeah but she's supposed to submit to me you know i mean the bible says in the same you know breath well she's supposed to submit you know And she won't submit, so I don't love her. And she goes, well, he won't love me, so I won't submit. So this is called uh, a standoff. And it's impossible. I said, look, so I told the dude, I said, dude, your job is to love her whether she submits or not. And I said, and Sister Dudette, I said, your job is to submit to him whether he loves you or not. And they're like, well, we can't do that. And I said, okay, then I give up. I quit. Please leave. But in other words, just because my point about that is just because somebody is doing it wrong doesn't mean that that the word has changed at all. Just because there's a bad cop somewhere. Or just because there's a bad, listen, it, you name any line of work and there's gonna be bad people. There's bad cops, there's bad nurses, there's bad doctors, there's bad tire salespeople. There's bad preachers. I know some real bad preachers. Ugly people. Mean. Rip you off. We were hearing, we were listening to, uh, we were listening to a, a, a situation in a church just recently where the pastor had ripped off everybody in the, you know, had borrowed money from every member in the church and then left town, didn't pay them, and, and took all the resources and, you know, was selling used cars out of the parking lot of the church. Nobody knew. I mean, this guy was like a nut. So listen, but that doesn't mean we don't respect pastors just because you find one that's stupid. Okay? I don't know, I'm on a, uh, I'm on my high horse tonight about this. So it's like to say, well, we're gonna riot and act ugly towards police officers and give them the finger and curse at them and throw stuff at them because there's one or two who did something wrong. Well, for the Christian, I mean, there's, I, I just pray that none of those people out there rioting and carrying on are Christians or claim to be, because that is not scriptural to behave that way. I don't care what. Amen. Is this helping anybody? I'm always preaching to the choir here at the church like we all do this. Sometimes I'll jokingly tell Scarlett on the way to the church, I said, I'm not preaching tonight. She said, yes, you are. I said, no, I'm not. And she said, well, why? I said, well, they already know everything I know. I'm, I'm out of material. <laughs> Any of them here could preach this message. But, um, I plow on, praise the Lord. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Anyway, this is something we need to believe. He does not bear and wear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant to execute his wrath, punishment, and vengeance on the wrongdoer. There, there is a, there is a retribution for evil in this life by God. Amen. Need to show some respect. Therefore, one must be subject not only to avoid God's wrath and escape punishment. Well, wait a minute. I thought we were living in the day of grace and nothing matters anymore. Well, no, uh, hang on. Before you go out crazy (laughs) and wild, why would Paul say this if it wasn't true? So the Bible is indicating here that there could be behavior that garners God's wrath. All right, praise God. Everybody shout at once and get out in the aisle and do the chicken dance. Not only to avoid God's wrath and escape punishment. Boy, I don't want God's wrath Do you. And we don't have to have his punishment. The Bible says if we judge ourselves, we'll not be judged. In other words, discipline yourself and you don't have to have. But also as a matter of principle and for the sake of conscience. All right, keep reading. For this same reason, you pay taxes. <laughs> For the civil authorities are official servants under God, devoting themselves to attending to this very service. Render to all men their dues. Pay taxes to whom taxes are due. Revenue to whom revenue is due. Respect to whom respect is due in honor to whom honor is due. Boy, this needs to be taught in public schools. And in a way, it used to be taught in civics classes and some of those things. They don't even teach that anymore. Maybe that's why some of our young people are out in the street acting like maniacs, because we haven't even told them these things are true. Or somebody hasn't told them, I don't know. Woo! Preach, pastor. This is really seeker-sensitive, ain't it? Keep. <laughs> but that's a little heavy message for us today. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't write the Bible. Uh, in our next life, we'll ask God for better material. But until then, this is all we have to work with. Ha <laughs> ha Woo Keep out of debt who that's a strong word right there, ain't it? Keep out of debt and owe no man anything except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor, who practices loving others. That's a practice. We have to practice that sometimes, don't we?
1: Well, I'm just
0: mad and I don't care who knows it. Well, calm down. Have a coffee. Do something. Who practices loving others has fulfilled the law relating to one's fellow man meeting all of its requirements. Isn't that something? If you'll walk in love, you'll meet the law's requirements. You don't have to go memorize Leviticus and figure out which day you're not supposed to eat pork on or something. Alright. The commandments Here's Paul going over them. Wow. The commandments are, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not kill. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. You shall not have an evil desire. And any other commandment are summed up in the single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. You don't do unto others. You do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I will give my father and mother credit for that. I'll tell you what, they I'd get mad at stuff, you know, little skirmishes at school and things, and they would always preach that scripture to me. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It doesn't mean you don't defend yourself. It doesn't mean that you have to just be run over and uh they finally put me in judo or something to teach me how to defend myself a little there's nothing wrong with that you know that we don't get in the ditch on this stuff you don't send a boy off to school and let him be the punching bag for the whole class you have to teach him to defend himself and and that's you know that's that's a righteous thing but on the other hand uh You know, as far as my heart was concerned, um, you know, I was also taught at the same time, honor, you don't mistreat people. And this, because they mistreat you, doesn't give you a license to go return. Wow. Sorry for heavy-duty preaching tonight, but I'm sorry, this is in Romans And we have to eat all this our whole life. And we don't always get to do just what we feel like doing. And we don't get to say what we feel like saying. And if you, if you, if you say, well, this is just the way I am, get used to it. Well, where's that in the Bible? Somebody says, well, God loves you like you are. He does, but he loves you too much not to leave you the way you are. (laughs) Amen. He loves us, yes. Now, in the now, he loves us now. But he also wants us to be all that we can be. Sounds like the army. I was at the Pentagon, maybe I'm, I don't Alright. Be all you can be. But there's, that's a good slogan. Love does no wrong to one's neighbor. It never hurts anybody. Therefore love meets all the requirements and is the fulfilling of the law, amen, besides this, you know what a critical hour this is, how many believe it's a critical hour, this is like a fresh word from the Lord, isn't it, how it is high time, now, this is to the church of the Lord Jesus, folks, we don't have time anymore for smoke machines and strobe lights in place of real worship. We just don't have time. It's just nonsense. We don't have time for the Zigfield Follies and call that church. <laughs> and, and say, well, we're trying to relate to people. Well, the people are getting run over by life right now. And I don't know. The government's lost its mind. The insurance... Field's lost its mind. The medical world's lost its mind. Everything's gone wacky. This is the weirdest year I've ever seen. How how many can testify? It's been pretty weird. And you don't even know who to believe or what's what. But we can believe the word. And it's time for the church to get kind of serious about the things of God. Take authority over the devil and preach the word. And be instant in season and out. And grow up and shut up. Yeah, we're getting a, we need to raise an offering and get more smoke machines. Come on. Now I sound like, now I do sound like Joe Biden. Come on, man. Come on, man. I don't know if I can listen to four years of that, but, you know, come up, but you know, there is kind of a truth. Sometimes you just want to go, Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. I had one guy walk in here one day. We, we had just gotten the building. He says, All right. First thing you need to do is cover that cross up and paint everything black. I said, and get rid of the pews. I said, No, well, I don't think we're going to no. Uh, no, how about just no? Well, that's what I'd do if I were you. I'm thinking, well, I'm glad it ain't your building to deface. Paint you? No, never. I won't say that. That would not go. That wouldn't work. Yeah, could cause all kind of problems. <laughs> besides, besides this, you know what a critical hour this is. How it is high time now for you to wake up out of your sleep. And roused to reality. Is that a word for the church? You know, we talk, we're preaching about the government and all this and that. You know, we need a word to the church. I mean, I tell you, I'm, I'm ready for the prophetic gifts to operate at a serious level. We need some fresh words from the Lord and some direction and we need some leadership to stand up, put on their big boy pants, amen, and show some direction. Preach, pastor. Rouse to reality. That'd make a good sermon. For salvation, which is final deliverance, is nearer to us now than when we first believed, adhered to, trusted in, and relied on Christ the Messiah. Keep reading. The night is far gone, and the day is almost here. How many believe that? Let us then drop, fling away, fling away, fling away, Christian Center Incorporated. Fling away, fling away the works and deeds of darkness, and put on the full armor of light. Hallelujah. You know, we don't have time now, In other words, the foolishness needs to stop. We don't have time for preachers to live like the devil. And adulterous affairs and all the nonsense that, you know, that you hear things about. We don't have time for that now. Never did, really, but it's really serious now. Okay, don't everybody shout at once let us live and conduct ourselves honorably and becomingly as in the open light of the day not in reveling carousing drunkenness not in immorality and debauchery sensuality and licentious licentiousness that's a big word but you didn't use that one today yet licentiousness not in quarreling and jealousy but clothe yourself With the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, has put on Christ. I think King James has put on Christ and make no provision. How much? None. No provision for indulging the flesh. Put a stop to thinking about the evil cravings of your physical nature to gratify its desires and lusts. Amen. That's the whole chapter. But I'm telling you, there—that that is a strong word. And I believe it's a prophetic word for us tonight and in not only this church, but in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many see that? And, uh, you know, to me, hey, we all have our flesh to deal with. We all have our feelings. We all have weaknesses and those things that we've talked about. But I'm telling you, this to me, for the Christian who wants to serve God, who wants to love the Lord, when you have instruction like this, it brings peace. It brings stability, doesn't it? It's an undergirding. You feel protected in that. It's a little rough, Pastor David. It's just a little rough. Well, like I said, I didn't write it, you know. What we got was the Bible handed to us and instructions from God to preach the Word. My, one of, one of several of my friends we were at, in fact, we're, you know, we're having Mark and Janet Brzee to join us for the Gulf Coast Convention. And we're excited with, we've done ministry. Scarlett and I have done ministry with them throughout the years for many years and uh in fact I've been Mark and I have been friends since 1974 that's a long time and uh been and uh, worked with brother Hagen at the same time and uh continued on in our ministries but um and I had a point about that <laughs> and it just flew away like a bird I can't even blame it on the singing group. You know, (laughs) Brother Hagan used to blame stuff like that on the singing. They sang the wrong song. I had something and they sang the wrong. So you got 20,000 people in an auditorium hating you because you played the wrong song. (laughs) But I can't blame the wrong song. Anyway, praise the Lord. (laughs) I better just quit. Let's just lift our hands and praise God. <laughs> you got to laugh at yourself, don't you? Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your grace. Thank you for helping us to live here in the Word, and to walk in the Word, to be doer, not just forgetful hearers, but doers thereof, and reap the benefit and the blessing that you have told us. Lord, help us in this day and hour. We do not know the future, but you do. Help us in this day and hour to always be, no matter how we're treated, to be respectful, to show honor, to show love and respect. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Lord, if there's anyone listening tonight that doesn't know you, somehow they've through the internet, stumbled across of this broadcast. Lord, I thank you that you make your love and goodness known to them. Let them realize there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Help them, Lord, to to uh, to find salvation tonight through Christ and call on the name of the Lord for salvation. And just believe that God has risen Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. And they can call on Him tonight for, to be their Lord and Savior and serve Him the rest of their life. And Lord, we thank you to those that need healing. We thank you that you touch them tonight. From the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, may divine healing and wholeness run through their body. Drive out the evil thing and let peace and calm prevail. Lord, those who have material and financial needs, we pray for them tonight that you will meet their needs. We thank you that you are the great provider. And Lord, we thank you that you multiply all the seeds sown. We give you glory and praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands just one more time. Always good to lift his name up. Thank him. You got anything to praise him for? Anything to be thankful for? Thank him for something that he's done. Amen? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God is a good God. You know, he doesn't, he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The things that he gives us to do, you know, the word is full of all kinds of things. It's like a big buffet of good stuff, amen? Or smorgasbord of good things. It's uh, not just the same thing. So there's instructions, there's obedience, points of obedience. But there's also, at the same time, great words of, Grace and goodness and blessing and love and mercy. Amen. It's not just all obey, 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 blindly obey and, you know, walk through the gulag and, you know, try to make it. No, there's obedience. But I tell you, the blessings and the goodness of God far outweighs what any requirements that we have.